Welcome to a Heritage Christian Centre podcast. For more information, visit www.heritagecc.com.au. We hope this message blesses your life. Hi to all our church family and to others that are joining us online. I have the privilege and the honour of bringing the Word of God today. And my prayer is that it will be an encouragement to you and it will help you, especially in this very different and somewhat difficult and challenging season that the world is in right now. But firstly, I want to wish all our precious mums a very, very happy Mother's Day. We love you. We honour you. We celebrate you. We esteem you highly. And thank you for all the sacrifices that you've made. Thank you for the prayers that you have prayed. Thank you for the many sleepless nights that you've had to endure. And thank you for your selfless and unconditional love that you've shown your children. But we know that for many, today can be a very difficult and painful day. For those who may not ever have been able to have children, and for those that have lost a child, and for those whose mothers are no longer with them. So to you, we say we love you and we pray that God's amazing grace will bring strength and comfort to your lives today. So before I bring this message, I would love us to pray. Lord, we thank you for your presence with us today in our homes or wherever we are gathered. We open up our hearts to you and we pray that you will speak to us from your word. And we pray, Lord, that it will bring a change and a transformation to our hearts so that our lives will continue to bring you glory and honour in Jesus' name. Amen. So church, I love the book of Proverbs in the Bible. It contains so much wisdom from God to us to help us navigate and journey through every aspect of our lives and to help us live the best life that God would have us to live while on this earth. So today I want to share some thoughts around one of the verses in Proverbs and endeavour to unpack this for us. So the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4, verse 23, this is from the New King James Version. It says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. And this verse is so powerful and challenging for us as Christians, especially in this time and season that we are in right now with the coronavirus pandemic and the restrictions and the challenges and the difficulties that many are facing. The word keep in this verse means to guard, to protect, to maintain, to preserve. But firstly, by way of illustration, let me share something very interesting about this word keep. A number of years ago, my husband and I went to Paris and to London and up to Norwich to celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary. And while we were there, we had opportunity to go and tour through some castles, some, were, some that were ruined and some that were restored. And I discovered something very interesting about castles. And that is that they had what was called a keep. And maybe you like watching medieval movies and you've seen Lord of the Rings and you've heard of this word, the keep. So the keep was the inner stronghold of the castle. The keep was the center of castle life. 
often serving as the Lord's residence and was usually the place of last refuge when defending the castle. Do you know that we have a keep, an inner stronghold in our lives? It's our heart, our spiritual heart, not the physical heart, that organ about the size of a large fist that's pumping blood through our bodies but it's our spiritual heart and it's our center. It's the core of our being. It's the essence of who we are and it's the totality of our mind and our will and our emotions or our intellect, our choices and our feelings. And it's where our dreams and our desires and our passions live. And we need to be careful what we allow to enter into it what we allow to grow in it and what we allow to flow from it. You see, we are the watchmen and the doorkeepers of our hearts. You and I are individually responsible for the condition of our heart. You know, we cannot blame the devil and we cannot blame other people and we can't blame circumstances. Many of us have heard the saying, it's not what happens to us, but it's what happens in us. You see, Many times we can't control what happens to us, but we can control what happens in us. In other words, we control how we respond to those things. In the natural, things that are of great value and worth, we keep guarded and protected. So what do we do? We, we install security screens on our windows and doors. Uh, we install security alarms and, and security lights in our homes and our businesses. Some people even erect high fences around their property, properties. We have a security pin on our devices and for our bank accounts. And people go to great lengths to protect themselves and their material possessions. And you know, that's okay, but what about our hearts? Our heart is far more valuable than any earthly possession and it's eternal. So what is the condition of our spiritual heart today? And why is it important for us to keep and to guard it? So Proverbs 4.23 that we are looking at today says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Some different Bible Translations and verses say it this way in the message, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. The New Living Translation, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And the Passion Translation says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. And our heart is the source of everything that we do, how we live, our actions and our reactions, how we communicate with one another, husbands with wives, parents with children, our relationships with one another in our church, our attitudes, our motives, our desires, our affections, all flow from the heart of man. You know, Jesus said in Luke 6, 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks the passion translation says it this way 
for the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. Wow, that is so powerful. So let me ask you a question. In this season, what are you storing in your heart? What are you depositing in your heart? You see, Jesus used the word treasure in this verse. And treasure in the Greek means a deposit. So are you depositing good treasure in your heart? What are you watching and what are you listening to? And you know, I can't think of any better treasure to to be depositing into our hearts than the Word of God. And as parents, are we depositing God's Word into our children's hearts in this season? I truly believe that today God is bringing us a fresh reminder and a fresh challenge to all of us to keep and guard and to protect our hearts. And especially in this season, let's guard and protect our hearts from becoming troubled, fearful and anxious. The night before Jesus was crucified, we read in John chapters 13 through to 17 that he was in a house with his disciples, just like many of you are today, and sharing a final meal with them. He was preparing his disciples for what was about to happen, his death, his resurrection and his ascension. He was telling them that he was about to leave them. He was bringing comfort to them. And so in John 14, verses 1 to 3, Jesus said, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And further along in this chapter, he continues to comfort them by telling them he would not abandon them as orphans, but that he would ask the Father to send them another comforter, the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 27, Jesus said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and afraid. And I love this church, just as Jesus was speaking into the lives of his disciples and comforting them that night, Jesus is speaking to us today, right now in our homes and saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be afraid. Don't let the circumstances and challenges and around your life at present cause your hearts to be worried or anxious. Don't let these things rob you of the peace that only God can give. Jesus said, the world cannot give it to you. It's a gift I'm giving you. So how can we guard against a troubled and anxious and a fearful heart and have this peace, God's peace? Firstly, I believe that it's through trust. What did Jesus say at the beginning of this passage? He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. And just as Jesus told his disciples to trust him, he is telling you and I today to trust him. In the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of our isolations, trust him. 
When situations in our lives seem dark, when we go through the valleys, Jesus says to trust Him. Let's trust Jesus to protect us, to provide for us and to guide us. And you know, I believe as we trust Him, He will make a way for us where there is no way. You know, this virus cannot stop God moving. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This virus cannot prevail against Jesus building his church. He is still moving on hearts. The word of God is still being proclaimed through through the airways and through the internet and through the good and kind deeds that you are doing. This virus cannot stop our prayers from being prayed and our mighty God from acting upon them. Will we trust him? His word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish that for which he has sent it forth to accomplish. And even when we don't see it or feel it, we can know that he is still moving and touching hearts and drawing people to himself. Do you believe this today? Do you trust him today? I believe that trust is leaning on and having confidence in the faithfulness of God to fulfill His promises to us, regardless of the circumstances. Trust and believe in and upon all that Jesus has done for you. Trust in who He is. And I believe that trust will bring you peace in these troubled times. I love what King David in the Bible said in the midst of trouble and adversity and uncertainty. In Psalm 23, Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14, he said, Yet I totally trust you to rescue me one more time so that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. He goes on and he says, Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. He goes on and says, yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. This is such a powerful promise and reassurance to our hearts right now. And there's just one more passage I would love us to look at and to develop for a moment that also encourages us to not be anxious and troubled, but to experience God's peace. It's from Philippians chapter four, verses six to eight. And I know that many of us are familiar with this passage, but I want to read it to you from the Passion Translation. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Let me just stop there for a moment. This is what worry does to us. It pulls us in different directions. It distracts us from where our focus should be. And the literal word in the Greek for the word worry means to divide into parts. And maybe you've heard people say when their hearts are full of worry, or maybe you've even expressed this yourself, I just feel like I'm falling to pieces. And so it says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Then it goes on. And I love this from the Passion Translation. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. 
Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. And then verse eight says, so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. We will have His peace in our hearts by trusting and by being saturated in prayer. I love this thought, saturated in prayer, bringing our needs, our requests, our concerns, our desires before Him. You know, there is no having to make an appointment with God like we need to make an appointment with a doctor and sometimes being told, well, you're going to have to wait a week before you can see Him. There's no special formula that we need to pray. There's no special place that we have to be when we pray. We can come to Him anytime, anywhere, and nothing is too insignificant for God and nothing is too great for our God. Just come boldly and with confidence to that throne of grace, knowing that our God, His ears are opened to our prayer and His love and His heart is toward us to give us His mercy and His grace to help. How beautiful that we have the privilege of living a life saturated in prayer. And these verses also remind us when we pray and bring our requests to God, we are to remember to be thankful. It says to have an overflowing gratitude. Thank Him for His mercies that are new every morning. Thank Him for His faithfulness to you in the past and for His provision and goodness for your life today and in your tomorrow. Psalm 23 verse 6 says, So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. It says there, all the days, not some of the days, all the days, even these days. His goodness and love are pursuing us and chasing after us. Are we thankful for this? And instead of our hearts being filled with negativity and complaining because of the restrictions, and I tell you, I'm so thankful that little bit by little bit, these restrictions are beginning to be eased. Instead of complaining about these things and the social distancing and the temporary loss of liberties or the other things that we don't like that are happening or we don't agree with, May our hearts be filled with thankfulness and praise. And I believe that through trust, through prayer, with thanksgiving, having that overflowing gratitude in our heart, that we make a divine exchange. We exchange our, our heart that is filled with trouble, and anxiety and fear, and we exchange it for a heart that is filled with God's peace. And then at verse eight in this passage in Philippians, it challenges us about what we're thinking about. Remember we said at the beginning that our heart was our mind, our will and our emotions. And Philippians 4, eight says, so keep your thoughts continually fixed 
on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. So what are we allowing our minds and our thoughts to dwell upon and to meditate on throughout the day and in this season. I love Isaiah 26 verse 3. It says this, You will keep him in perfect peace, all who trust in you and all those whose thoughts are fixed on you. So finally today, let's keep and guard and protect our minds above all that we guard because out of it spring the issues of life. And in closing today, there may be some that are joining us online and you know that you are far from God. You neither have this peace that we've been talking about in your heart and nor are you at peace with God. And I encourage you to not let this day nor this moment pass without turning your heart to Jesus in humble repentance and surrender to the one who loves you and died for you. You know, everything that Jesus went through was for you, for your salvation, for your healing, for your forgiveness, so that you could have this peace and be at peace with Him. There's no greater feeling than laying our head on the pillow at night than knowing that we are right with God. And that's peace. And the world can't give it to you and the world cannot take it away from you. And if you want this precious gift of peace and this gift of eternal life, I'm going to pray a prayer. And in the privacy of your own home, I encourage you from the very depths of your heart to pray this prayer with me. And I'm just going to pray it one phrase at a time. And I invite you to pray along with me. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. Thank you for all that Jesus has done for me through his death on the cross. Today, I surrender my life to you and I receive Jesus Christ into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Make me a child of God and help me to live for you. And Lord, right now, I receive this peace that passes all understanding. For Jesus Christ, you are the Prince of Peace. So I thank you today. Amen. So congratulations to all those that have prayed that prayer today, either for the first time or maybe you've you've prayed it so that you could recommit your heart to Jesus. I encourage you to contact the church office through the details that you will see on the screen at the end of this service. We would love to hear from you because we would love to send you some resource to encourage you in your journey of faith. So right now, I'm going to pray a prayer over you and it's from the scriptures. It's from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. And the song, The Blessing, that our worship team sang over us this morning, it's based on this verse. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. So God bless you and we will see you online next week. And happy Mother's Day to our mums. <laughs>